Listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. So, reading this article from KTLA.com. High school football team in Yuba City, California will be forfeiting the remainder of the season after some of the team members acted out a slave auction. The superintendent of the Yuba City Unified School District said. Superintendent Doreen Osumi said the district received a video last Thursday of the quote reprehensible act, which allegedly showed some team members at River Valley High School pretending to auction three of their black teammates in the locker room. KTLA sister station, KTXL reports. Now, River Valley High School, that actually sounds like the type of place where something like that would happen. Like that's that that has Beverly Hills 90210. That that has upper upper crust. The the highest end of the caste system written all over it. Osumi added that the players involved in the unfortunate and an extremely distressing incident will not be allowed to play for the rest of the season. They violated our student-athlete code of conduct, which they all signed and committed to follow. Sounds like Coach Carter. And that will not be ignored or minimized, she wrote in a, in a lengthy statement. As a result, we do not have the necessary number of players to safely field the varsity team and must thus forfeit the remainder of the season. They may have thought the skit was funny, but it is not. It is unacceptable and requires us to look honestly and deeply at issues of systematic racism. We know that corrective action may be required in accordance with policy, but it is education, honest, open discussions, and instruction that will guide our students to realize their choices and actions have consequences. Now, I like, I like, I like the way that she worded that. I like the swift action. I, I talk on this show, I talk on this show about race and I talk on this show about institutionalized racism. But the more I get into to mainstream, I try not to get into racial issues too much because it's just it's not I'm in really the business of healthcare. My business has transitioned from back in the day being an ESPN guy, being a sports guy, all of that stuff. We're in the business of healthcare. So healthcare is racially agnostic, which is what I love about healthcare. I don't care if you're black, white, red, yellow what your sexual orientation is, what your gender is, what your gender fluidity is. Really the basis of this show, we talk a lot about what's going on in society. We talk a little bit about geopolitics. We talk a lot about sports. We love to have music on, not just hip hop, but country music. But this show is powered and backed by by my experience as a healthcare executive and our phenomenal sponsors. One of the great things about healthcare is that the identity politics that we're all stuck in this constant circular logic and loop 
discussing whose fault it is and and who who has the moral high ground those things don't really matter from a clinical perspective i just i want to do my part and the people that back me my sponsors my business partners we want to make healthcare in the united states of america accessible to everybody affordable to everyone and we want to make sure that people that have chronic illness are able to have the best possible outcomes and live the highest quality of life and live as long as possible. I don't I don't care what your race is. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care about any of those things. None of those things are relevant. If you have diabetes, it doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. You have to manage that chronic illness. If you if you're having heart problems or, or heart attack or something like that, those identity politics are not relevant. So I don't talk as much about race as maybe I did when I was on ESPN. But it's a very interesting article because there are narratives that are out there that I see periodically that suggest that racism does not exist. And it's all a ploy by the left or it's it's made up. It's a scam. And I'm not I'm not going to cast aspersions on on the good people of, of Yuba City. And I'm not looking to 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 lay the blame at the feet of, of the mayor or, or the governor or the or the local parliamentarian or the alderman. But it's just my opinion. This is kind of a short segment. This is my opinion. Racism is not is not bred, it's learned. I mean, think of if you grew up, if you're listening to this show, if you're listening to this show rather you're on terrestrial radio and our affiliates around the country, or you're listening on the podcast version. And if you if you listen to terrestrial radio and you miss segments, I podcast every segment of this show's podcast on Lance J Plus. So go to Lance L A N C E J J A Y Plus. Type that in Google. You can get any segment, twelve minutes at a time, thirteen minutes at a time. I don't make you sift through the whole show to find the interview that you wanted to find. But go to Lance J Plus and catch up if you haven't if you haven't heard the show catch up on the show we have some phenomenal interviews that we've had recently especially if you haven't listened to the healthcast series the interviews that we did out in Los Angeles and in Phoenix were were fantastic some of the best work that we've ever done on this show and back in the ESPN days i made i made a career out of talking about Colin Kaepernick and flag and i have a unique perspective because i i probably lean a lot more right than most of my friends. So I said very openly, when I go to games, I stand up for the flag and I put my hand on my heart because that's what I was taught to do. It was an honor for me to to go out and, and raise the flag at, at my middle school, Griswold Christian Academy. When I had the opportunity to go out in the mornings and put that flag up, that was an honor to me. But that's to me. The other side of it is it's America. And I defend someone's right to have a different perception. I've said on this show, I defend people that hate my bleeping guts. Those people at the Unite the Right rally, the neo-Nazis, I defend their right to have those beliefs because it's the United States of America. And in Lance J's version of what he thinks the United States of America is, as long as there's no violence and bigotry and threats, you have a right to think however you want and express yourself however you want. And that's what makes us different than other places. I've been to China. I've been to Korea. I've seen how other people live. I've, 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 been, I've been able to do a lot of traveling in my life. 
And in many other countries, you don't have that opportunity to think different. You have state-run television. You have limitations on on freedoms of the press and all of that stuff. And I, I don't want to go on a diatribe there, but this whole concept that that some people are promoting that there's no such thing as racism. You know, I've said that racism. When you're when you're six years old and you're in first grade, you're not you're not thinking about your friends in first grade and what race there are and what background they are and what religion you are. You're not thinking about any of that stuff. You're out, you're out playing kickball. You're out playing foursquare. You're out playing hopscotch and tetherball. So to see that for some reason in Yuba City, and, and like I said, I'm not blaming the educators. I'm not blaming the parents. I, I don't know where that ideology came from, but the fact that people, and there's a lot of hazing. If, you have, if you've ever played sports at any level, there's hazing in sports. You're going to have hazing in sports especially the younger players, the people that are freshmen, sophomores, are going to get hazed. But to have an auction of of slaves, like to go full Amistad with it, is just unacceptable. And I'm curious, where what are the roots of that? Where where does that come from? Where in the culture of, of this particular River Valley High School, where in the culture of this school is that type of behavior acceptable? How come no one in the locker room said this is this is unacceptable? We can't have this practice. I, I've been when I was in in my fraternity days, which I don't really talk about, I've seen things that happen when I was a part of a fraternity that were so egregious that I decided that I did not want to be a part of that fraternity anymore. I saw things that went beyond hazing. But but there was a red light that came on and said that said, James, you don't want to be a part of this. This is not about brotherhood. This is something else. And so you you have that culture, the the locker room culture. There's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of foolishness. But but you know, I'm not I'm not saying that this is a referendum on society. I I just really wanted to highlight. You got stuff like this going on with our young men and young women, and racism is alive and well. Even if it's a joke, even if it's considered to be to be funny. I'm not saying that the people that did this are card-carrying Klansmen. But there's something wrong with the with the culture where you have a locker room full of people. Because, like, on a varsity football team, what you got, 50, 60, 70 people? So they suspended so many people, they can't even have a team anymore? And if you have if you have people dealing with that, imagine the players having to deal with that. You're just trying to play varsity football you're trying to to pass trigonometry, find a college to get into, and you're just trying to be part of a team. You're out there running wind sprints and puking your guts out with your teammates, trying to contribute, trying to get a letter, and you got to deal with some jagoff thinking that it's funny to put you on the auction block like Amistad or the Woman King. Paragon 7 Studios. James Lewis. I seen Ice-T and Coco, man. I love Ice-T. I've been looking at Ice-T since 6 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of Ice-T. I seen him in the airport with his girl. He's like, Mike, we need to do a movie together. I said, all right. But in my mind, I said, man, they only give you two lines on Law & Order. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. He linked over a dead body the other night and said, yep, that's him. 
You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with a team of risk adjustment experts who deeply understand the complexities of every facet of healthcare. We partner with our health plan and healthcare clients to emphasize transparency and trust to truly become a valuable extension of their team at every step of the way from outreach, medical record retrieval, coding, to final delivery. With the most significant health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, we aim to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For more information, go to www.episource.com and schedule a demonstration. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 